0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode we are going to talk about the importance of focus. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so focus, I'm going to talk about it in maybe a slightly different way than you're expecting. When I am referring to focus here, I am referring to a stability of mind, which is potentially different than what you're expecting, because I think when a lot of us think of focus, we think primarily in like a work context, the ability to direct attention, and that's certainly a part of it, but I do mean it more broadly like a general stability and groundedness of the mind and i want to talk it specific talk about it specifically in the context of how it helps us free ourselves from the hmm, onslaught of thoughts and the overwhelm of thoughts so there's um a quote by John Kabat-Zinn a metaphor he offers that i've always really liked and He uses it to describe the importance of stability and groundedness when doing something like a meditation practice uh, when it comes to cultivating a certain wisdom and understanding about our experience. And he says trying to observe the mind and understand the mind without first developing a degree of focus is like trying to look at the moon through a telescope while standing on a waterbed the slightest bit of movement in your body, you know, moves the telescope. It's just very hard to see what you're looking at. But imagine just taking that telescope, putting it on a flat surface, and then it's like, oh, there it is. And, and it really comes into vision. You really can see, you know, the craters. and depends on how good the telescope is, of course. But really get a sense of the detail. Well, it's absolutely the same way with the mind. And why do we meditate in the first place? I mean, a lot of us have our ideas that it's primarily about relaxation, stress reduction. Those are purely byproducts of like real meditation. Meditation is designed to bring your attention closer to your experience so you could develop wisdom about experience. What is wisdom? Purely an understanding of the true nature of the experience. What is the true nature of the experience? The thing separate from our story about the thing. So the true nature of a thought. Typically, we might have ideas about thoughts being like, oh, this is is me. This is my voice. This is truth. This is fear. And sometimes we don't even have that much. It's just like in the background, unconsciously operating as us. We just assume that it is me, the voice of me. And so we could in some sense, call that like a delusion. We haven't looked close enough to really see what this is. If we wanted to get cognitive about it, maybe the first step toward like trying to understand it is like, oh, it's like electrical impulses in the brain. It's just mental activity. All right, well, it's one thing to know that through science by reading a paper about it. It's another thing to have an embodied understanding of the actual experience. And so meditation brings us closer to actually start looking at what is this thing that dominates my life? What is its nature? What is actually going on with it? Is this as personal as it feels? And so to to start getting answers to that, we have to look. And in order to look, like trying to observe the details on the moon, the system needs to be stable. It needs to be grounded. It needs to be steady. Otherwise, we just start looking at our mind or looking at our thoughts, but we're, we're caught up in there. They're so bouncy and we're so used to just going wherever they go that the thoughts themselves, the things we're looking at, end up talking us out of the meditation. It could just so easily come up of, oh, this is stupid. This isn't working. Well, that's a thought. That's the very thing you need to observe. And if you haven't yet stabilized the system enough to be able to see that when it arises, it's just still going to be taken as The voice of truth, the thing that you're reacting to, the thing you're identified with. And so this is where stability and concentration and focus is really important in a meditation practice. Giving yourself something, something to focus on, a mantra, the breath, even something that you might be looking at in front of you. What this does is it starts to collect attention. It gets you conditioned to see all the things that are pulling you away to watch them come and go feel the energy of them pulling oh, i don't want to do this don't want to do this watch it come and go and then just stay with the thing and eventually all those impulses those volitions the things that are pulling you that feel so important the energy of them actually subsides significantly and there's a, a really um, unexpected piece that comes with that because most of our agitation is coming from all of those things constantly pulling us so and by just seeing those, letting them arise and pass in an awareness without fueling them, they actually lose energy. It's just, you know, you could see this in meditation happen. And as they lose energy, your focus naturally stabilizes itself. Well, now you can really start doing the work of looking at the nature of a thought. This thing, this voice of you that's been running the show and dominating your life that you take so seriously that tells you you shouldn't do something, that you're dumb, that you're not good enough, or that you're the best thing since sliced rye bread, whatever the story is. What is that? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to really see this thing that like makes up the majority of your life? Well, cool. You got some stability. Now you can start paying attention to it. Start learning about it. Watch the impermanence of it. See it come and go. And as you go deeper and deeper and deeper in this, it really becomes impersonal. It's just like, oh, this is just phenomenon rolling through me, just rolling, coming and going, coming and going. Now, it can stop there, and this is where a lot of contemplative tradition kind of, I don't think, goes deep enough after this point. You kind of get to this point where you can just disidentify with thoughts and just, oh, another thought, another thought, another thought. As I've talked about in the past, I find that to be quite limiting, especially when it comes to how you navigate your life in the world, because thought is important. Thought is actually, we could say, a form of wisdom coming through you. It can be. Sometimes it's just agitation, extra energy coming from fear, uh, coming from anxiety, coming from the system being unsettled. That itself can be a, a map back to you. It's like, oh, what's going on? Why is my mind so agitated right now? But if there is intuition, what I often refer to as the, the soul voice, right? How is that going to express itself through you? You think it's just going to show up as like the clouds part and this beam of light comes down? It's like that's intuition. No, you're still in a body. Whatever sort of deep thing that is trying to present itself to you has to it has to express itself through form. And then part of being in form is thoughts. It's also sensations, uh, you know, emotions, sights, sounds, smells. So all of those can be ways that we receive certain internal guidance. But in my experience, the flavor of thoughts that arise when I am like really grounded, safe, and connected to my deeper wisdom is quite different than the flavor of thoughts that arise when I'm feeling insecure, not great about myself, or fearful. And so... We're not going to go as deep into that right now, but more just to say the stability of mind allows us to start understanding thoughts, and then from there being able to parse thoughts to inform skillful action in the world. And this is what we've been talking about in a lot of these podcast episodes because this is the the deep framing for the Working With Thoughts eight-week course that we are starting. October 26th starts today, at least the day of launching this podcast, Um, if these topics have been interesting to you, if you really want to develop a relationship with your mind that is empowered and free, and it's your tool, it's your ally, like you love to be there, then this is the one. You know, I'm I'm going all in on it. We're doing daily meditations, eight weekly sessions, Q and A, private forum to ask questions. It's gonna be immersive. I'm not going to be doing this course again just because there's, if I do other eight week courses, they're going to be on different topics. I'm not just going to repeat the same one. So maybe five years from now, I'll do another one on this. Um, So if you're interested, now is the time to sign up. And, you know, if you're hearing this after the start date, just still check to see if it's available. Maybe jump in at the recordings. But uh, to be safe, if you are interested in this, do make sure um, that you sign up tomorrow. And join live or you can view the recordings as we go. They'll all be uploaded you know, within a short bit after each session ends. So there's many people tuning in from all over the world, Australia, China, New Zealand, all over Europe. And so different time zones, people might be asleep. I get this question all the time, which is why I keep having go into it you do not need to attend live to join it's okay if you need to miss sessions or all of the sessions you get lifelong access to the recordings so if you're interested in the topic you want to add it to your learning library but you're not able to attend live you can still register but just make sure you register in time in order to get access to all of that all right that's it all those details are in the show notes or just go to corey forward slash course i'd love to have you there Thanks so much for your practice. I'll talk to you soon, and until next time, take care.